You are listening to On The Biz. Meet the Changemaker, powered by The Growth Company. Hello, you are very welcome back to another episode of On The Biz. Uh, My name is Wayne Denner. I'm delighted uh, to be back once again. Got another great episode lined up this evening. Uh, joining me tonight is my co-host, as always, uh, Mr. Martin Murder. Good evening, Martin. Hi, Wayne. How's things? Uh, good to be here, as always. Yeah, fantastic to be back. It's another week. Uh, a lot's been happening this week in the world of business. Of course, the World Cup has kicked off in Qatar. I don't know if you have been watching any games. I just was watching the uh, USA v Wales uh, one all draw. Have you picked up any of the games yet, Martin? Yeah, I watched a little bit of the Wales uh, US game there earlier when I was at tea time, and then I was uh, I've just had a mental day, of course, just lay down and then just out for the count, had a little cat nap there, so probably not sleep later now as a result. <laughs> I know what that's like. You got to be careful. You got to be careful, otherwise you'll be up all night. Uh, scrolling through the social media feeds. But a good evening to Jules. Uh, You're very welcome along tonight, Jules. Thanks for dropping by uh, to say hello. Hopefully you can stick around. As always, don't forget, if you've got any questions as we move through our conversation tonight, please do raise your hands. We'd be very much delighted to bring you up and to hear your insights, your thoughts. Um, We're always keen to get more people involved with the On The Biz Twitter space Uh, So we'd be delighted if you do have something you'd like to contribute to the conversation today, uh, please do uh, raise your hand. As always, if you're listening on the replay, which many people will be listening, we had a number of people who've tuned in to the replay of last week's podcast over on Spotify, and that is fantastic. A big hello to you. Hope you're enjoying the episodes and you're finding that they are adding value to you and your business. But tonight we're talking all about how to support local this Christmas, which is really important that we support our local businesses, our local brands, and indeed our local services. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. So if you are a local business, if you are providing a service, do let us know what you do in the chat. Let us know and we'll pop your business up into the little nest on this Twitter space so other people can find out a little bit about your business. So do tell us a little bit about your business and we'll make sure we share that tonight. But Martin, it's very important to support local this Christmas as much as possible. Uh, I know many people probably will be buying a lot of material, they'll be buying a lot of goods, a lot of products online, but it is important to get out and support those local businesses in your local community. Yes, I do think so. It's something that uh, I've been thinking about the last few weeks. How can we support local businesses? How can we support the local economy? There's a lot of a lot of people are challenged right now. There's a lot of um, with the way the economy's going, things are going tight, bills are going up. So how can we give back to the local community? How can we give back to the local accountant? How can we give back to the local solicitor? How can we? It doesn't necessarily need to be the local coffee shop, the B2C, do support those businesses as well. But think of people that are in that business-to-business space, okay? How can we support those businesses? Think about how you can support these businesses right now and the challenges challenges that they're facing. Yeah, absolutely. It's a difficult time for a lot of businesses, a difficult time for a lot of solopreneurs and entrepreneurs. So, And many people, we talked about this last week, Martin, in our episode where we were discussing you know the the challenges which uh, service-led businesses in particular you know consultants trainers um, those types of businesses and individuals who might be experiencing a little bit of a decline currently uh, in their business so maybe they're finding it a little bit more difficult to get uh, sales coming in to get business coming in and of course many people start to get into the festive mode once Halloween is over there are Christmas trees already starting to go up I think I already have heard at least one or two Christmas songs on the radio but being the Grinch that I am I've switched over the station because it's too early for me to get into Christmas mode at this moment in time. i got to leave it a little bit closer to December, um, 1st, 2nd, 3rd of December. Then I'll probably start to be a little less grinchy. Um, but nonetheless, I'm still focusing on my business at the moment. I'm still trying to 
generate business, develop new leads. And I am focusing as well on the first quarter of 2023, which I think is an important uh, area for people to be thinking about beyond Christmas. You know, if, if now is a particularly quiet time for your business, maybe you can start to shine the spotlight in a little bit towards some of your marketing, um, you know, some of your other aspects of your business that, you know, maybe you took the the eye off uh, when you've been busy delivering uh, what it is your business does, maybe now it's time to refocus in and maybe look at the marketing, look at some of the lead generation, even look at the you know the financial aspect of your business as well. Spend a little bit of time, maybe set up that meeting with the accountant and find out where things are and potentially where there might be improvements uh, made. But what are some of the ways, Martin, that we can support local businesses? I mean, you know, what, what's a good way to do that? Is it is it to buy products locally? Is it you know is it to is it to buy gift vouchers? What are some of the things you're thinking about when it comes to supporting local businesses and it's not just going in and buying products for you know for people for Christmas that you're going to wrap up and you give us a present it could be going into a coffee shop it could be going out for a meal it could be thinking about booking your staff do uh, a lot of people are getting into the Christmas mood already and they're starting to think about staff Christmas parties and those types of things yeah I think that if it's if they're in business to business why not invite them for a cup of coffee why not take take them out for a meal take them out for a bit of food take them out and learn about where they're at what are the challenges that they're facing right now? Asking the question, look, how are things? How's it going? What are the challenges that you're facing right now? Is there anyone in my network? Or is there anyone that I'm working with right now that can help your business? Maybe it's doing an introduction. Maybe it's a referral, that kind of thing. Remember, a lot of things, it's very easy to think of the, the ways that for a business to consumer as in B2C, like a restaurant or a coffee shop and, and do support those businesses too, as in going in and buying a voucher for Christmas, maybe taking your family out there for a bit of food. Not do absolutely do that. But in business to business, it's a little bit trickier. And if you think of the amount of people that are selling into other businesses like yourselves and myself, Wayne, how can we support those people? And it's simply by inviting them out for a cup of coffee, taking them out for a bit of food. And you know the thing is, you're supporting the local coffee shop, you're supporting the local restaurant too, you're supporting two businesses, and then you're simply asking the question, look, is there anyone in my network right now that can help you? And you could say to them, look, I'm working with several several large businesses in London. You could do an introduction for that particular client and it could be welcomed. It could be game-changing in terms of going into 2023 and relieving some of the stress and some of the worries that they're facing right now. So true, so true. And you are the king of referral marketing, Martin. And I want to talk a little bit more about referral marketing. You know, I think it's a really important component uh, of many uh, businesses, but also of lead generation in itself. And I typically come across people on social media all the time who are, you know, does anybody know somebody who can do X? Does anybody know somebody who could do Y? And I'm always trying to rack my brains to think of people that I know in my network that I can tag in that post or that I can reach out and I can respond and say, hey, I know somebody, you know, like if somebody's in the market for a photographer, for example, well, Jules automatically springs to mind because of the connection and the relationships that we've been building up in these Twitter spaces uh, and the conversations that we've been having. And, and that's really important. And, and that's because Jules shows up to this Twitter space week in, week out. Um, we know a little bit about what she does, the services that she provides. So if somebody's asking that question on their social media space, you know, they're looking for a photographer, then that naturally springs to mind. And I think that's a really important aspect of referral marketing. So I suppose it's fair to say that people should be looking inward to their own networks. And if they see uh, people that they're connected with on social media, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and all these different places online who are asking uh, for, uh, you know, not, not, not so much a referral, but but, but a recommendation to a particular service provider, it's a good idea to keep your eyes opened and your, you know, your ears uh, fine-tuned into those sorts of messages that are popping up on social media. Is that typically where you find those things, Martin, on your social media accounts? 
Yes and no. I think that you can generally, if you're connecting with someone on LinkedIn and you build a relationship with that person offline, it's always good to build a relationship with somebody offline or be it on a video conferencing if you're on Zoom or that, if you've had a follow-up with people. But what you're doing is when you have a relationship built there, then you can make a warm introduction. Very often when I have um, a follow-up call with somebody, they'll they'll say to me, they'll be quick to say to me, oh, listen, I'm okay. I, I'm, all, I'm already working with, say, a LinkedIn sort of trainer, or I'm already having some help with lead generation. And I'm, I will be quick to say, oh, no, you mistake me. My The objective of, of me getting on a call with you is to learn as much as I can about the about them and not, necess, not necessarily for me to talk all about myself. I mean, when they get to know me, if they'll, they'll know that I'm very good at that as well. But at the same time, it's, about from, it's an opportunity so I can learn as much about their business. And then I can see, oh, is there anyone in my network that I could potentially introduce them to. So I'll be I'll be sure and I'll say to them, look, there are somebody in my network. If I can learn about their business, I'll I'll just be honest and I'll say to them, look, I think there's somebody in my network that would be worth you and them getting together if I think there's a, a connection there. And I'll make and I'll be honest and I'll say to them, look, if this turns to a little bit of business, there will be a kickback for myself for I made that introduction. And just being open and honest that you're getting that you're going to get some sort of um, sort of fee, if you like, for for that introduction. And people, I think, respect that more rather than kind of doing it on the Q two Q T and making an introduction and then not letting on. I think it's it's an open. It's important to be open about that. Um, and I think that businesses will appreciate that if you're bringing business, <coughs> if you're bringing business to other businesses and they're generating, you know some sort of income from that there, then they have no problems giving you a percentage. That's 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 always been the way, making sure everybody at the table is looked after. And I think there's nothing wrong with that, particularly at the at the at the current time that we're in. But at the same time, don't give because you're looking something back, you know, Wayne, that I give unconditionally. But at the same time, it's being honest with people and it's being transparent as well. And I think that's really, really important right now because there's not a lot of honesty out there, unfortunately. There's not a lot of integrity out there. There's not a lot of transparency out there. And businesses are getting caught out by these so-called lead generators or so-called um, sales sort of um, people with questionable sort of um, questionable sort of credentials, that kind of thing. Um, we don't just talk the talk at the Growth Network. We very much walk the walk. And you yourself, we have been, a, been somebody that we have collaborated with, uh, will know that. But also anyone that's unsure can just go to the likes of myself on LinkedIn. I can read the recommendations, can read the kind of the people that we've worked with. And that. I think I lost you there, Marty. Them. I lost you there. I think Marty's having some technical problems. Hopefully he'll be right back. But he was raising some very, very good points. And the, the where I was going to jump in was really to say there's a lot of takers out there. And I know that that's something that Marty will agree with. Um, it's really important that we all keep in mind that we're in business to do business. And whilst I have no problem in looking out for opportunities for people, recommending people. Um, I do like it to be reciprocal. So I do like people to be looking out for opportunities for me, you know, through their network, just scanning and keeping an eye out that if somebody is looking for um, a, a solution like Cobabble, for example, that helps companies and organizations digitize their processes. So take those traditional paper-based uh, checklists and audits and forms, and then to digitize those and make those available in a handy smartphone app. I mean, that's what Cobabble does. Um, but that's only one side. Of, of, of what I do, all the work around the online safety education for schools, for students and for parents, that if you see those questions being asked, I always love for people to, you know, I know somebody that can maybe help with that. And it's a good idea. It's, it's good practice, I suppose, to tag somebody in that post that you think, you know, is has that experience and will be able to deliver uh, a good uh quality uh, level of service and that's what's really really important uh, as well so so we're trying to find ways within our network to to 
look for opportunities for others, but also that we want people to be looking out for opportunities for us as well. And I think that's what's really important, particularly when it comes to referral marketing. But I think we've got Martin back. Hopefully, Martin, you're back with us. Uh, you did lose a little bit of connection there, but I just wanted you to finish off the great uh, piece of information that we were sharing there around referral marketing. Yes. Can you remember the last thing that I was talking about before it cut out, William? Thank you. Yeah, we were just talking about the aspect of, you know, it's it's about it's important that it's reciprocal um, so that people are giving back as well. Um, and people, you know, know the level of work that you do, the connections and the introductions that you make are at a high enough level. But it's not all about being a one way system or being one way traffic. You know, you need people to be returning that uh, to back towards the growth company as well in relation to the services that you provide. Yes, 100%. needs to be reciprocal, but also it's being transparent around that as well and being open and honest with people that you're doing those introductions to. And the thing is, the growth company, at the growth company, we don't just work with anyone. You know, we don't just work with anyone. If we're we're making an introduction to somebody, um, then we're likely introducing them to somebody who's going to be a key decision maker. And if let's say if we were to do that with just anybody, that could come back to bite us. And those people that we have introduced them to would never work with us ever again. And would and would maybe so we have to be careful there as well. And there's there's a quick way around that. It's about getting out and getting no getting to meet people and finding out what it is they're looking for, finding out where it is they're challenged, finding out how it is that you can help them in some way and learning most of all, learning about them. And taking the opportunity to learn about them and then seeing if there's someone in your network that you think that can benefit them in some way. And hopefully I don't contradict myself in, in any way at all. Or it's, uh, we don't just introduce anyone. But at the same time, if you're supporting local, then you should surely have the opportunity to take people out, get them a cup of coffee, buy them, buy them a, a bite to eat. But these are people that you should have pre-existing relationships with. You're not just going to randomly invite some accountant out for a bit of lunch or invite somebody uh, consultant out for a bit of dinner. Well, if you do, if somebody wants to invite me out here, if you're listening, uh, I'll not say no to it. But uh, just if you've, it's it's always somebody that you should have a pre-existing relationship with, and if you know that they are in business to business reach out, invite them for a bit of dinner, go for a cup of coffee. It doesn't have to be uh, go for a game of golf or something and just just find out how are things going, listening to them, and then seeing if there's anyone in your network that can help them and say to them and be clear and say, look, if if this turns to a bit of business to you, I'm in business as well. Just just be clear that there is some sort of uh, return that, that your business is likely to gain out of that in some way. Because myself, Wayne, and we've talked about this so many times. There's a lot of organizations out there who want you to come along and speak for free. And this is something myself, we and you and I have talked about on several occasions. These same organizations uh, are all taking a salary. But yet and all, because you're self-employed or you're an entrepreneur, they want you and I to come in and speak for free. Now, I have done that in the past. But what I was clear on is that it needs to be reciprocal. <coughs> if I'm coming in to speak to a group of students or a group of kids uh, about uh, how to use how to use like social media to build to grow your network, then it's not so much that I expect to be paid for it. But there needs to be some sort of reciprocal thing here, where that organisation will be thankful and say, "Look, Martin, we thank you very much for coming in and speaking today. We'll mention mention you in all our publication. We will also." mention you to our head of procurement or will mention you to a university whom I know might be also interested in a speaker and you will be paid for that in some way. And in my experience, unfortunately, I've never had that. Yet in all, I've given up my time. I've given up my days to go in and speak to a group of students in a school and I've got nothing for it. I haven't even got so much as a thank you or so much as an introduction for it. And then it turns out the person that uh, works for that organization is double job and probably they're also, oh, it turns out they also do a bit of that themselves. So why should I give it to you and I'll just give it to myself? Yet and all, when it comes to the free stuff, they want you and I to come in. Do you know what? It just, it, it, it pisses me off. And so this year I just thought, you know what? I'm saying no to all that sort of stuff. 
oh, they, they'll always sell it where they only want you to come in and speak for 15 minutes. Well, then I would be clear and I'd be saying, well, look, I can't do that because I expect to be paid for the work that I put in. And if I go in there and give up 15 minutes, like I'm, I, this is nothing, this is not to be confused with pro bono work. With pro bono work, something you just, there is, it is reciprocal. Like I, I'm involved in several charities at the weekend where I go in, but it's reciprocal because it's personally rewarding for me to put my time and effort into a beach cleanup. I get a lot out of it. I get a lot of, it's a personally rewarding work. So there is that return on it. Yet and all, I think that when I'm coming in or expected to come in and talk to people about business, oh, sure, you're one of those entrepreneurs you've all the time in the world you can you can uh and, and that's the attitude unfortunately for a lot of people that are self-employed that there's some sort of life o'reilly or they're that sort of um there is that expectation that you'll be there uh to pick up the pieces you'll be there to collect the kids you'll be there to walk the dog you'll be there to um, and that's just not the case. So many self-employed people that are in this business-to-business -business space are struggling right now. They're challenged right now. They've got bills to pay. They've got rent to pay. They have to put food on the table for their kids. And there just is not a, enough support out there at this moment in time. And I think that's <clears> something that greatly concerns me. And it is something that we need to raise awareness on, particularly in this run-up to Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something that people have to be so careful with. Look, you know, whenever you're on your early days of your business journey, there's, you know, a lot of times where you will, uh, you know, you'll, you'll deliver workshops for, for free. Uh, you'll speak for free. Uh, you'll do a lot more pro bono work uh, when you're in the early stages of your business um, because you're trying to build your reputation. You're trying to grow your presence. You're trying to reach more people and you're trying to get those opportunities onto your belt so that you can sort of build some sort of credibility. But I think there has to be a point uh, that, that you draw the line uh, under that because, you know, Delivering workshops for free, doing consultancy sessions for free, uh, speaking for free. And, and you know this, Martin, I, I wrote a, a LinkedIn post on this um, uh, quite a few months ago uh, in relation to just this topic that we're touching on here tonight, um, because it doesn't pay the bills. And, you know, many of these people that are asking you to to come in and give up your time. Uh, and don't get me wrong, you know, I like to try and give back as much as possible. I really do. Um, but you know, I don't have that luxury of, of the salary. Um, and many of the uh, other individuals who may go in and, and deliver workshops through, for various organizations or go in and deliver a session uh, for a group of, uh, you know, students or, you know, a group of individuals um, will be on the company clock and will be paid to be there to do that. Uh, and that's the company uh, giving giving back, if you will, or if you like, uh, to, to that particular organization. So, so I can perfectly get that. But I think, you know, those organizations, and we all know who they are, who do reach out from time to time and ask those questions, typically have a lot of employees that are working for them and who are getting paid and they have chief executives and they have deputy chief executives and they have line managers and everybody's getting a piece of the salary um, and they shouldn't really be expecting people to come in without trying to give them some, even if it's just covering your expenses for that. Uh, short period of time, your 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 fuel up the road because fuel's not getting any cheaper, um, and to it, being able to attend these things, it does cost money and it does come uh, with a little bit of sacrifice, and that can put added pressure on on a business. But that leads nicely into what we're talking about tonight, about the importance of supporting local this Christmas, and you know many of our towns. And our cities across, you know, the UK and Ireland and indeed Northern Ireland have multinational companies. Um, you know, we we have multinational coffee chains, for example. Uh, we'll not mention any names, but we all know who they are. So it is important that if we are going out this Christmas on the run up to Christmas, we try to really pick out those local coffee shops with those local people in that we know um, that are, are working hard to try and make their business a success. And we've got to get in through their premises and we got to get some food ordered or a coffee ordered. And that's a good way to uh, keep money recycling through our local communities. And that's really important. And where possible, whenever I'm out and about, um, and I spend a lot of time on the road, I always try to find uh, local businesses to go in and have my lunch. Like I was in Bray last week, for example, and I went to a local bar. 
Uh, I didn't go to a chain. Uh, I went to a local bar and restaurant and I spent money. Uh, I was in there for a few hours. I had a, I had a, had a nice meal. Um, I had coffee. Uh, so I spent a little bit of time. So I try to do that as much as possible when I'm out and about, as opposed to going in and going to the, the bigger chains. Um, you might save a little bit of money uh, if you're going to these chains, but, but the experience that you're going to get and the sort of satisfaction that you're going to get as a result of supporting that local uh, business really, really is something that I love uh, to, to feel uh, that you've helped uh, contribute towards that business. I think that's really important because you're right, a lot of businesses are going to struggle this Christmas. Um, we may not have some businesses come the new year, particularly with the cost of living, with the energy crisis. Um, I know a lot of businesses are starting to get those electric bills coming in now and that's really worrying the jump uh, and the impact that that's going to have. Um, but there are a couple of other ways, I suppose, that we could support those local businesses as well. If we're physically not able to get into them, we could maybe take a look at what their online offering is. And I know many businesses, and I don't know if this is something you do, Jules, um, do you have gift vouchers that people can purchase um, for a photography uh, session? Is that something that somebody could go onto your website and they could purchase a gift voucher, um, even if they can't spend the money with you right now, but they can, they can order a gift gift voucher and is that something you actively market you've given me the thumbs up so I presume that is something that you do that's a great way then for people to be able to support your business if they're not ready to to use your services right now they can jump in there and they can get a gift voucher and I seen my hairdresser which is another local business here in Uri that I use he had his gift vouchers up as well uh, today and he was promoting them through his Instagram page. So what are the ways, Martin, do you think in terms of the ways that we could support businesses as well? If we can't physically get to them and spend our, our money within them, um, the online aspect is a, is a huge opportunity as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the online opportunity is, is, is a given. And I think that going back to what you were saying about the multinationals, the chains, that kind of thing, look, at the end of the day, I'm not going to be a hypocrite you know, and say that I don't use those businesses because I do, you know, if I'm in the, if I'm in a petrol station or I'm in the, the, the Apple green or whatever, I'll end up going to the coffee shop. I'll, but I think people forget as well that those, 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 the, those businesses employ a lot of local people. They employ a lot of local people. So those businesses, whether, um, yes, it's better to go and drink in the independence. And I do that regularly. I'm well known for, like in Finnegan Sons and Yuri, I'd give a shout out to Finnegan Son and Yuri. It's a great wee independent coffee shop. Um, that sort of baristas uh, and I at Church Lane at one point that we're spite for choice here locally. Uh, Nine Square, they're over on Monaghan Street in Yuri. We're spite for choice when it comes to great uh, local sort of coffee shops, that kind of thing. And I, Maya Cafe, are for, they're personal friends of mine that own the Maya Cafe, Philly and Montserrat. Uh, Barton, and it's like the best burrito in Ireland. So if you ever get the opportunity to sample the Maya Cafe in Uri, taste that burrito, go for the El Garrido. Trust me, we're we're spite for choice here locally, and I think it's good to support those businesses. But going back, I'm not afraid to go in and have a coffee in Costa or Nero or Starbucks because they they employ local people as well. You know, I'm probably going to take a run down to Tesco's after the call here. Uh, to pick up a few snacks for tomorrow. I think that, you know, they still employ local people, you know, so I have no problem supporting businesses that support local. And you could question the whole ethics, you could question the whole blah, blah, blah behind it. But I think that, yes, you can still buy online and you should buy online, particularly if you know it is an independent shop. You know what I mean? Amazon, it's not saying that, look, I don't want to say, there's no point coming on here and saying, Oh, yeah, Amazon's destroying small businesses because chances are <coughs> over the next week I'm going to need something on online that I am going to buy on Amazon. Let's be honest here. But at the same time, you know, it's about supporting those independents. You know, I know myself, I've partnered up with, uh, I've partnered up there with a company that are, or should I say, the growth company. We've partnered up with a company there that are doing a mushroom compound, like a mushroom powder. And I've been taking this. I've been taking a compound of medicinal mushrooms there for a number of number for the last two years. And I met a local company and they have launched this great product. And they said to me, well, we really, they'd like to grow the brand, grow the name. And I said, well, you know what? This is something that I'm personally taking. 
this is something that I'm a great believer in the home additional mushrooms. And I say, well, I can help you. Certainly connect you to distributors here. And why not get involved, connect them to some decision makers, and of course, get a percentage out of it as well. But also maybe maybe they'll throw in some free supplies as well. But they've been driving a lot of stuff through the e-coms. They've been driving a lot of stuff through the e-coms that will get them sales, no doubt, but it'll not get them the the scalability that that they'll want to take it to the next level. The only way that they'll get that scalability on a mass scale is connecting with the decision makers, connecting with the distributors that have, instead of taking one to a hundred or one to a thousand products, they might take 30,000 or they might take a hundred thousand <clears> products. That's when it gets really exciting. But yeah, I think that, that it is important kind of like to buy from local businesses, particularly if you know if they have an online store and seeing if there's ways that, that you can help them as well. If you see something on their website or you see something that, that you think that you can help them improve upon, don't be afraid to say that. I think it's really important that you say that and say, look, I was on your, I was on your, your website for your chocolate and I was ordering the chocolate and it was something that I didn't, I thought it wasn't apparent that you don't, dark chocolate and i thought that you know there could be a real interest in that particularly as people are thinking of healthier choices that kind of thing i'm just making that up as we go along Wayne. but i'm trying to give you an example don't be afraid to give people don't be afraid don't be afraid to give people back feedback you know if their website shit be honest with them i said it to last week to a house store i chatted at a house store and i said look it's very hard to order from your website and this was an independent website and said yeah, we're having we're having difficulties there. And I said, look, I'll tell you the truth. Your website's shit. But here, look, I happen to be in the marketing space. I happen to know people who could really turn this around fairly quickly. And they were very interested in taking that taking that further because it is a good shop. It is they have got a good products. And it was just that kind of when you give people that being open and you give people that real transparency and you say, look, I can help you reach more people. I can help you sell more product. Great. That's all they want to hear. That's all they want to hear. But I think you need to make this sort of changes. Are you willing? Would you be okay for me to introduce you to somebody? And here, as I said to you, going back, and you know what? If they do, if the introduction does happen and you're happy, they're happy, well, guess what? I'll get something out of this as well, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. And I want to scratch that a little bit more in a couple of moments. I just want to say hello to Total Epos Solutions. They were here. They just dropped out. I was just about to give them a shout out. Uh, from Belfast, we provide Epos touchscreen tills, tablets ordering, online ordering and credit card terminals. Fantastic. And it's great to have those guys here on the podcast this evening. Um, but I want to talk a little bit more, Martin, about the online experience, because I think this presents a huge opportunity for local businesses. And I think this is one way that you can support local businesses. I mean, you're, you raise a lot of very interesting points in relation to what you're talking about, about crap websites, um, about trying to go online and actually support local and buy some products from a local health store and the online experience really not being up to standard. And, and to be fair to Amazon, that's something that they do really well. Now, Amazon is a huge machine. We all know that. We're not going to debate the ins and outs of Amazon tonight, whether you like it, whether you don't. Personally, I think what it's done is, what Amazon has done is it's shone a spotlight into the lack of um, local businesses really embracing the opportunities that online provides. And I can think of a lot of local businesses in my own town here at the moment who very few of them you can order online. Now, if you're a bricks and mortar business and you haven't bothered to really start to look at setting up your online presence, getting a basic website together, allowing people to order products from your websites, you are missing a huge opportunity, especially on the run up to Christmas. Like we've just come through COVID-19. If that wasn't the number one catalyst for you to launch a website and start trading online, I don't know what is, but I still see businesses in the local area where we live who do not have an up to standard website. And it's something that you can get right very easy but you're missing a huge opportunity not to be tapping into the power of e-commerce and selling online your products and your services. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think it comes down to investment more than anything. I think that that there are businesses that are maybe that are starting to generate an income, but there needs to be or it needs to be reinforced that they need to be reinvesting back into their website. They need to be reinvesting back into their marketing. That is very that's that's critical. That's crucial. That there are some good businesses locally. I think Cocoon have done an exceptional job, giving credit where it's due. You know, Claire and Paul have worked very very hard there. But I know they invest back into driving that e-coms engine. The drive their website is every bit as good as the likes of Amazon. I sat in on one of their talks one day where a chap was talking about the marketing and talking about how they drove that, and they were talking about things that were very very ahead of their time. They're talking about how they used heat maps of how people and and looking at what they were interacting with at certain aspects of their website. And you can tell that when you look at the aesthetics or you look at that from the user experience, when you go onto their website, you can see that these people have really put time and effort into this sort of thing. And that's what a lot of businesses unfortunately fail to do. They think that they, they simply put up um, the builder website, the go down that, sorry, they go down that e-coms route and they, they, they start generating some sales. That's great and all, but they need to be reinvesting that to improve the website. They need to be uh, improving the sort of infrastructure. It needs to be uh, optimized for that sort of mobile mobile friendly experience. They need to be running those competitions constantly on Facebook and Instagram. And, and I think who's doing it really well at the minute is the competitions companies that are actually in the competitions businesses uh, you've seen the likes of Rx Kings. You've seen those types of companies that are advertising cars, that kind of thing. But I think they do it really well. What they've done is they're running, they, they understand that paid social is 100% the way to go. And it's a great for it's great for investment. There's too many businesses out there that think you can bootstrap uh, your product. But they do not realize that algorithms are so smart. They're so intelligent right now that if you come across a salesy in your text, it used to be that you post links, they'll hide the text, they'll hide the post because they don't like, um, like non-native content. But they've got so intelligent now that if you post salesy text, go to my website, go to my product, buy from this, they'll flag that and they'll hide that. So the algorithm will hide that sort of stuff. So it's something to think about. Go ahead, Wayne. Yeah, absolutely, Marty. Some great points there. I want to just say a huge hello to Charlie McCluskey. Charlie, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, hello to Michael. Uh, Jules, once again, you guys are very welcome along to the conversation tonight. Don't forget, if you do want to join the conversation, if there's something you'd like to contribute, we would be delighted uh, for you to raise your hand. We'll get you involved in the discussion. What we are talking about in this episode of the podcast is how can we support local businesses? And we're touching on right now the whole aspect of setting up that website and really being able to sell your products and services on the run up to Christmas. And the thing about it is, Martin, I don't think that there's really an excuse in 2022 for not having a decent website. I mean, there's so many different platforms out there from WordPress to Wix to everything in between, Shopify, for example, that allows people to set up uh, a basic e-commerce infrastructure and to list some of your products and be able to sell them. I mean, most of the stuff now requires very little development skills. You can set it up in a matter of a couple of hours and you're up and running. Yes, of course, as you start to gain traction, as you start to gain momentum. I mean, you mentioned Cocoon Rugs uh, as, a, as a huge success story when it comes to e-commerce in particular. Um, but I suspect they started off with a, a very different website approach, much smaller um, than they have now currently, but they have scaled that up and they've continued to reinvest into the technology element of it to improve that overall user experience, which is fundamentally really important. And a lot of these platforms now that are, you know, off the shelf, out of the box, such as, you know, Shopify have did done an awful lot of research into what works uh, from a user experience point of view. There is still those businesses out there right across Northern Ireland and indeed in my own town right now that don't have an effective online presence. And they're missing a huge opportunity, particularly if you have people who are living overseas, can't physically get into your store, 
can't physically come in and buy a product off you, but if you're selling that product online, may come onto your website and may order that product and get it delivered to someone they're buying a gift for on the run-up to Christmas. But can you think of any other examples, Martin, locally that are doing it really well or indeed across Northern Ireland from that perspective? Yeah, I think that there is a number. Look, there's a number of businesses that are doing it exceptionally well. I think Deli Lights have a great website. I think the aesthetics, they've made that investment into that and it looks very, very well. I think the likes of Around Noon, those types of companies, particularly in the food food business, Crilly Sweets, you know, there's a number of companies that are doing it very, very well. I think there needs to be that investment. There needs to be that investment into your market and there needs to be that investment into your website. If you're generating income, it doesn't matter if it's 50 quid or 100 quid or five grand or 50 grand. There needs to be a percentage of that income that's redistributed back into the market and redistributed into improving the website. Heat maps are very useful when it comes to e-coms because it allows you to see what customers are engaging with on your website and what they're not engaging with. Obviously, they, there's a cost usually attached to them as well. But what if you look at the Amazon, Amazon have, and this is genius, this is genius. From a user experience, Amazon from the day it started to right now has changed very little. The actual interface in terms of the the kind of the way that we interact with it in terms of the aesthetics, that kind of thing. And that, that was visionary. So what can we learn from Amazon? It does not need to be, as you said, we need to make it ease of use more than anything. For me, I want to go on. If I want to buy a, buy a product, it should be a very easy process. It should be click, cart, pay. Okay, if you have to go and jump through all these various loopholes, then it puts people off. It puts people off. And too many people... Um, go down the road of kind of like signing up first, asking you to become a member. I can understand what they're trying to do. It's a data grab of some kind. But really, if they're buying from you, you should have their details anyway in some way. It should be very, very basic in terms of the conversion there. And I think that that going back to the local businesses, not singling out local companies by any means, because as I said to you, local companies will need our support now more than ever. But being open with them and being honest with them and don't be afraid to give them feedback. Look, I was on your website. I noticed it's very hard or it's very complicated to buy something. Here, listen, I have a few ideas there on how you can improve upon that. Or even better, I know somebody else there. You're giving somebody else a warm introduction. I know somebody there, Charlie there, who specializes in, in websites and branding and marketing. He's well worth having a cup of coffee with. Wayne there, you should talk to Wayne Denner. Wayne's the guy that can help you. And then what you're doing is you're giving them feedback on their website and you're giving a warm introduction to the specialist at the same time. And it's it's a it's it's kind of like a win-win, you know, and it's something that they'll be grateful and they'll be thankful for. And the thing is, Wayne, I know there's companies out there because I, I spoke to companies and it's almost you're afraid to mention the website because they'll tell you, oh, yeah, my father done the website. Oh, don't, don't mention it. You'll hurt his feelings. Well, uh, I will mention it. Your website's shit and it needs to be called out. That's what's hurting your business. That's what ultimately is hurting your business. And your father needs to uh, grow a set there and take responsibility. And this, this is talking about personal experience. I was asked to give feedback to a company once and I told them, your website is terrible. And it's because, oh, so-and-so designed the website. And that, and you're like, well, look, you need to remove your personal uh, feelings here and take your ego out of the situation and, and take responsibility and say, okay, listen, Martin's here. He's a specialist in this area. He's experienced in this area. He's given us some critical feedback here. We need to take this information and we need to action it. And, 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 and that's the thing. You know what I mean? It's important that it goes back to that transparency and that honesty that people need right now. They can, there's no point being um, airy furry. There's no point covering it up in some way. We need to be transparent with companies and say, look, we can help you. We can help you improve. We can help you get to where you want to get to. But you're going to need to make these changes. You know what I mean? Uh, if that makes sense. It does, it does. And I love that CCP, um, click, cart, pay. I think that's fantastic. And I think that's how simple it needs to be. That's what's really important because we don't want clunky, we don't want cumbersome, 
we just want to go on and we just want to be able to purchase. And I've experienced that so many times. And if we think of the companies and organizations that make it, that do it really well, you've mentioned Amazon, we're not going to labor that one, but even other companies like Ryanair. And, and I know I know to try and get you along the way for different add-ons and upsells and all of that sort of stuff, but that's 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 their model. That's what they do. But they Ryan, do. Ryanair is a disaster, Wayne. Like all those airline companies, and they are, if they're freemiums. They're, they have that, their model is a freemium. You get the you get onboarded and you think to yourself, but it's a disaster. There needs to be an easier way to uh, even prepare for flights. I'm surprised nobody has come along there. Their website is horrible, is the only word for it. And if Ryanair's listening in, if they ever go back and listen into this here, their website needs greatly improved. Well, I don't know. I've I've never bought directly from the website, but I've bought frequently through through the app and i found the app experience to be pretty good um i think they've they've worked that now there's loads of upsells don't get me wrong as you're moving through it there's loads of upsells but for the most part i'm able to go on there relatively quickly once i log in as long as i cut through all of the upsells move it through it quickly i'm able to buy that flight bang done move on i found that works really well now the website could be slightly different i haven't purchased anything through the website can't recall what it's like. You could be right. I don't know. But I do know that Ryanair have spent an incredible amount of money on their e-commerce side of things. And I think that's something that they're really focused on because that is their shop window effectively. And you touched on something a couple of moments ago that's really important. If you've got a per website up there, um, and I want to move beyond websites in a couple of moments, but if you've got a per website out there, then people are going to have, you know, when that's your shop window effectively. And you got to have it right. you got to have it looking good. you got to have it optimized so people can find it but you also have to have that user experience thought through so that you make it simple uh, and straightforward and i think what you've said earlier on about that click or cart click pay uh, i think that's really really important but let's talk a little bit about the social media piece side of this before we finish up tonight because i think that's going to be really important as well and i want to touch on this for a couple of reasons and this will be relevant to some people who are listening in tonight i've had five businesses contact me in the past month that have had their instagram or their facebook account hacked they've lost access to those accounts and they can't get into them. They're locked out. They've contacted Facebook. They're not getting any response. I know one business in particular that over 11,000 um, people on their Instagram account and they now have no Instagram account uh, due to the account being compromised. And I talked about this a couple of weeks ago in a piece of content that I created over on LinkedIn where I wanted to make people aware that this is happening, that people's accounts are being compromised more and more. And I've had, as I said, a number of businesses already um, and quite large businesses and even individuals reach out to me to say, look, is there any way you can help us with this, Wayne? Um, we, we really need to get this back up and running. Um, and they're not getting any response from the said social media platform. Now, there's a couple of things that people can do you know, to prevent this sort of thing from happening. Turn on two-factor authentication in your account. If you haven't done that, turn it on. The second thing is have more than one person on admin. Because if you're the only person as admin on that account and you get booted out of it, then you're going to be in trouble. So there's two things that you can do. And the third thing is be careful about clicking on suspicious links. Because that's typically how these individuals, uh, these cyber criminals, gain access to the account in order to lock you out. Really simple stuff that people can do to prevent these sorts of things from happening. And in every case so far where somebody has contacted me, some of these organizations and businesses I've been able to help, we've got it resolved. Other times it's been a lot more difficult to get it resolved for them. And typically Facebook and other social media platforms aren't the best at helping out when things like this goes wrong. But I want to talk a little bit, Martin, really quickly about the social media piece, because I think that's really important tonight. Um, and this links to why your website is so important, because if you are going to be using social media, you're going to be driving traffic to your website. You're going to be sending people uh, to the website through the social media. Um, then it's important that your website's fit for purpose. We know that. We talked about that a couple of moments ago. But what are some of the things that people need to think about in relation to creating content? You mentioned this way at the start of our, our conversation uh, earlier on about not being too salesy. 100% not being too salesy because let your work do the talk. And the likes of Jules, if you're listening in, forget the links, forget the links, forget the salesy talk. Just let the image, a picture speaks a thousand words. You know, really talk about maybe about what inspired you to take the photo, uh, what sort of um, what drew you to that part of the 
you know, the the eye, you, you know, the photographer's eye and what drew you to take that picture in the first place. And every picture, I'm sure, has a story behind it as well. And focus more on the story. And then you'll find that people aren't stupid. If people are, particularly if you're showcasing this stuff on Instagram, you simply then, well, you can have a link within your main sort of Instagram. And that's the only link you need. If people are drawn to the image, don't even put stuff like available now you don't need to put any of that salesy stuff in. Uh, it's just really about telling the story. People will then, when you tell that story and you showcase the image, you'll find that people will reach out to you. I know uh, one of our clients that so we did some work with, Jacqueline Rooney there in Trevor. A shout out to Jacqueline Rooney Art. I said to Jacqueline as well that, you know, when you're posting that sort of stuff on LinkedIn, forget the links, you know, and uh, she may still you know, post the odd link in that. But I've said to Jacqueline, look, the image itself will draw the person in that they'll likely message you off the back of it and say, that image really stood out for me. I do sell these, that kind of thing. It's about conversation. It's about your content is all about starting conversations. And when you're having conversations with people, that's when you can get into that more of that talk about, listen, these are available for purchase or we have an offer on at the minute, that kind of thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's so important um, because the type of product service, let's say, that, that Jules is providing is so visual and it doesn't need a lot of text. Um, it's stunning in itself um, and it will draw the person in. And the more of that that you're pushing through social media, particularly platforms like Instagram, which is a very visual platform, I think that's going to be huge. I mean, just in the past couple of days, I got back on the Instagram horse and I started to produce a little bit of content for Instagram. Uh, and I took a picture of myself down at Bray Beach. Um, I took a, another couple of pictures and I put them up on Instagram. And I was su really surprised at the amount of engagement that I got on the picture. So people do like really nice visuals. Um, and if you're somebody, it's not me, that's talented at taking photographs, then you want that to shine through. And I think that's hugely uh, beneficial if you are in the creative space in particular and you're creative where you're um, producing really uh, stunning images. And I know Jacqueline Rooney does stunning artwork. Um, and I've seen some of her stuff pop up on social media from time to time. Um, the colors in particular, Martin, really draw me in. They're very vibrant. And you sort of look at the image, you, you look at the picture. And I've never been to her gallery in Restrever. And I must visit it at some point um, because I'm out in Restrever all the time. Um, but I would um, imagine that when you go in there, it's, it's, it's really immersive and it's very visual. Would that be true? Absolutely, Wayne. I'd definitely say in the run-up to Christmas, take yourself down to Jacqueline's gallery there in Restrever. And the likes of Jules, reach out to Jacqueline. Tell her who you are. Tell her, showcase some of your own work. And I'm sure there's there's opportunities for partnership and collaboration there as well. The thing is, as well, it's um, it's it's a great wee place in Restrever. And our husband sells, hey, he's a coffee van up the street. And I like getting into the gallery, taking a nosy round, and then getting up the street. Her husband Scott sells a little bit of coffee as well, and he, he's a he's a he's good banter, he's good crack, as I say. And uh, I have to say, it's the best coffee in the mornings. Uh, it's very it's very um, refreshing because when you go down to Restrever, you go down to Hilltown, you know, you do a bit of hiking in the mornings as I do most weekends. There's not a lot of coffee options in the area, so it definitely I would definitely say to get down uh and uh and queue up because i can guarantee you you know the coffee and the food's good when there's a queue queue up and i'll tell you it'll be worth it tell introduce yourself his name's scott and say look you're on a podcast with martin and wayne and they were talking highly about this coffee so i'm sure you'd appreciate it as well and it's giving them that feedback and it's complimenting them in some way and and not just criticizing them yes i talked earlier give them that feedback if their website's shit you know, let's be honest, give them that feedback. I'm sure they'll appreciate you if they're serious about growing their business. But also if they're doing something right, hey, I seen you posted on Instagram there a few weeks ago, a picture of the dog. It's great to see that you have a bowl out there for the dogs because they need a drink in the coffee shop. It's good to see you as our pet or animal friendly. I love that. And I do love that because I am talking about a real, real example here. You know, it's kind of, I'm making that awareness um, 
that, you know, the things that they are doing right, complimenting them on it, giving them that feedback, and people will be appreciative of it. And I know I'm on a little rant there tonight on a few things, but it's only because I'm so passionate. I'm so passionate about supporting local, but it's local extends more than just your butchers or your the vegetable shop or your coffee shop. Do support those businesses too. But in business to business, who are the accountants? Who are the architects? Who are the lawyers? Who are the kind of like, um, who, who are the insurance providers? How can you support those businesses? And if you know them, simply ring them up. Who's the local photographer? Who Phone them up. How's business going for you? Well, I'm, I'm struggling a bit now. Look, I know somebody that you need to speak to. And if it turns into a little bit of work, I might get something out of this as well. Would you be okay with that? Marty, of course I would. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to introduce you to Wayne. Wayne and you will do good business together and there'll be so, I get something out of it as well. Happy days. It's a win-win for everybody, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, Marty. It's been a fantastic conversation tonight and I think we've highlighted and we've shone the spotlight in once again on ways that you can support local businesses in your community. As you said earlier on, there's no doubt that it's going to be an incredibly difficult period for people. Um, yes, of course, people are going to be spending money on the run-up to Christmas, but I think this Christmas in particular, people are going to be more reserved than they would have previously been because of the cost of living, because of the energy prices, because of the fuel costs. And that impacts people's bottom line. That impacts the money that people have to spend in our local communities. So it is important that businesses do look for ways to tap into other revenue streams as well. Um, and that's why I think that piece tonight that we were discussing in and around the importance of having a website and having an effective website presence up. And if you don't have a website, you've still got a little bit of time before Christmas. Consider getting something up and running by your domain name. Set up a simple website with Shopify or some other platform. You know, reach out and get in touch if you've got questions. I mean, Martin might be able to know somebody that can help you get that website designed and developed. Um, I'm always up for answering questions. If I can signpost you to somebody who might be able to help you with that. Um, we're all here to help each other and we're all here to support each other. And I think this was a, a really fantastic conversation today and we covered a lot of ground. And hopefully we're going to get Jules up at some point to join us on this conversation. I know she's going to come up and we're going to get her up as a co-host. And um, Maybe if I'm not around or Martin's not around, then Jules can co-host uh, one of the episodes of the podcast. And of course, she'd be very welcome. And hopefully we'll get the chance to bump in and connect uh, in the real world because that's something, Martin, that we're really passionate about. We're really passionate about meeting people in the real world, taking these conversations offline. And, and there's an opportunity if you want to join the Growth Company Network each and every Wednesday. Martin, before we wrap up, give the listeners a quick overview on what the Growth Network is all about. The Growth Network is exactly everything we've talked about tonight. It's supporting local businesses, uh, having a supportive network around you, particularly if you sell business to business. It's connecting, meeting. We meet online currently. Now, we do have plans to meet offline. We meet online each and every Wednesday morning from 10 to 11. If you want to grow your business, if you want to grow your community, if you want to grow your network, come along, Jules. I think you would do exceptionally well in our group. There is an opportunity for a photographer, particularly in the group, and not necessarily kind of, it could be to your, to the, the specialism or, or where you specialize in. You know, I think that you've, you've said you do portraits, you do weddings. I'm sure you could do business photography as well. And I think you would do exceptionally well in our group. Why not come along? If you can make the time work, we'll certainly make it work for you. And this is something that, that makes the growth network unique to any other network on the island of Ireland or indeed the UK and Ireland, because I, I know I'm in several other networks. But I can tell you what the growth network is unique is because myself and Wayne are personally involved in the growth network that we will go out of our way to make sure that introductions are made for each member within that group. It's about community. It's about driving home the introductions, the warm referrals, and making sure everybody works and supports one another. Some of these other groups, let's be honest, 50% get referrals, now 50% get left out on their own. And that's what's the difference between our network that, that myself and Wayne are, are personally involved in. The Growth Network meets on a Wednesday. And look, 
as I said, you know, we're not there to sell anything. We're there to build rapport. We're there to build relationships. We're there, most importantly, to build that community. Thanks, Wayne. Yeah, and look who has just dropped into our Twitter space. Uh, a big hello to none other than Samantha Kelly. Samantha, how are you? I'm going to send you a little invite to speak because hopefully you can come on. I Just before we wrap up, I think you'd be really, really useful to get your top three tips or four tips on how you can support local businesses this Christmas. And that's what we're talking about tonight. How can we support local businesses? What things can we do when it comes to supporting local businesses? Because many businesses are going to struggle. Um, it's a difficult time for businesses um, and things are going to be much more challenging this Christmas with people maybe having less disposable income. But as one of the leaders of Twitter, Samantha, what would be your top three tips? Hi, everyone. I just saw you were live, so I just came in. Um, can you hear me okay, yeah? <laughs> we can indeed, Samantha. Okay, okay great. Uh, yeah, okay, uh, top three tips. Okay, uh, first of all, um, keep consistent and don't be afraid to sell um, at the moment. You know, I think a lot of people who really need the sales are actually afraid to sell. They feel like they're being too salesy. Um, but I think this is a good time if you use the hashtag Irish gift ideas or hashtag gift ideas, hashtag Christmas, you know, use the hashtags because um, people will be searching for gift ideas. And I actually have a Twitter list of Irish gift ideas. And I think there's a hundred people have followed the list. So, you know, if anyone does have something they want me to add to the list, just just highlight it to me and I'll add them, you know. Um, and that's one way that we can support them. Um, another thing is... Uh, you know, you know, get on camera and if you're making a product, let's say, um, you know, if people are making a product, then, you know, get a video of yourself making it because there's nothing more enticing than watching the person in action making, crafting their 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 product. You know, like, for example, Liz Christie, her scarves. I love her scarves and I have one of her scarves. And every time I wear it, people go, oh, where did you get the scarf? And like she gets so much attention from me. And, I, and I'm not, you know, I don't do it. Like I'm not getting paid for anything. I just love what she does. And so I was saying, you know, do a video of you actually do it making the scarf you know because that's what people want to see they want to see behind the scenes um, and then tip number three you know join a community like what you were speaking about a community of other people who will support you and you know get them to you know just ask them could they give you a little retweet or a share or keep you in mind when they're buying their gifts and you know ask for the sale you know if you have something that's valuable and you have something that's um, that's a great gift idea for sure, um, definitely, you know, I would I would start just tweeting to people and maybe just message someone and say, look, you know what, would you mind retweeting this, you know, and, you know, ask for help, you know, and then help them back, of course. So just take, 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 help others as, uh, as well along the way. Thanks. We love those, Samantha. And a lot of those things are fantastic, especially the, what was the hashtag again? Irish gift ideas? Yeah, I, I did a tweet. Um, I'll actually do it again. I'll do another tweet because I actually like to remind people that I have that list just to help those people on the list. Uh, Irish gift ideas is the hashtag um, uh, or hashtag gift ideas. Uh, but like I'll, I'll do a tweet now again with the uh, Twitter list that I made. Fantastic. That'd be wonderful. And Jules, that's definitely one. I don't know if you're already connected with Samantha. If you're not, definitely connect with Samantha. Uh, I think there's great synergy in relation to what you do. And Samantha is a fantastic networker. She does great work and she's been always been very good to me over the years and helping me get my message out to people and retweeting things and inviting me into clubhouse rooms and, and of course to speak at our conferences uh, which has been fantastic for me and people getting to know what it is I do uh, right across the island of Ireland. So I'm always uh, grateful to Samantha and those are excellent, excellent tips. Hello to Bez our Benz, thanks for dropping in. Uh, Tomas, um, thank you for dropping in. We're about to close up, actually, for tonight. But if anybody does have any last-minute um, 
suggestions that you want to make just before we wrap up we're just talking about ways that you can support local businesses uh, and we have been for the last hour and we were also talking about the importance of having a good website that if you don't have a website now's a really good time to think about quickly getting a website together so that you can sell your products in the run-up to Christmas and I think that's really important a lot of people complain about Amazon uh, and they can't compete with Amazon but a lot of businesses that I know uh, don't even have a website particularly in my town so you're missing an opportunity and you know get that website up and running uh, and have a presence online so that people can buy your products um, and find out a little bit more about your business it is your shop window as well uh hello tomas yeah hello yeah i just wanted to jump jump in when you're saying about amazon because actually poland is one of those strange places where amazon like didn't get like a strong presence basically there's a like a local company similar to amazon but pretty much this local company like they operate kind of like i would say on a similar basis to amazon how they're winning people is basically by free shipping that other other people can compete with so i was basically thinking that pretty much by purchasing from this company it's already like supporting local businesses pretty much yeah, that's that's a really good uh, point, actually. And that was something that Martin touched on earlier on about, you know, many of these you know businesses are also employing and supporting local jobs, which is really important as well. So we do have to keep that in mind that as much as possible, um, there are local people employed within those companies and organizations. And that's a good example, you know, offering that free shipping as well. So if there are ways for you to differentiate uh, your product or your service and maybe offer the free shipping or offer something else, uh, offer a nice little upsell or something really that, you know, doesn't cost a lot to you to do, but provides a little bit more value. I think that's uh, also very good to do. So I want to thank everybody for joining us uh, in this episode of the podcast. We're going to be we're recording this, of course, so it is going to be uh, available on a replay and we're back every Monday evening uh, from 9.30 to 10.30 uh, for the On The Biz uh, Twitter chat. So we'd be delighted if you could join us every week. But any final words, Martin, before we close up tonight? No, listen, uh, keep supporting local. As I said, yeah, it's not just B2C, it's B2B as well. Think about how you can support those B2B businesses, business to businesses in your community. Invite them out for a cup of coffee. Invite them out for food. Ask them how are things going? How are things? How are business? How is business right now at this moment in time? Is there anyone in my network that can help you? And and make those warm introductions for people. Because it's not just the coffee shop that's going to struggle this Christmas. It's going to be the accountant. It's going to be the architect. It's going to be the insurance provider. It's going to be... So think about how you can support those types of businesses this Christmas. And it could be as simply as buying them a cup of coffee and listening about their challenges and making those warm introductions. And as Samantha said, it could be as simple as retweeting their tweets. It could be as simply as sharing their posts, engaging in their LinkedIn and and tagging someone that you think could benefit it could be as simple as that and and it could be truly game changing for them in the next few weeks absolutely fantastic as always martin great insight tonight lots of great value added thank you to sam thank you to us uh thank you to jules bez thank you for dropping by tonight much appreciated uh, and hopefully we'll see everybody back here uh, next monday night at 9 30 p.m You've been listening to On The Biz, Meet The Changemaker with your hosts, Wayne and Martin. This episode is powered by The Growth Company. Tune in next time for one of our live social audio events.